Welcome to Movie Babies. I am Devin. I'm still Sean. And this is the Movie Review Show. We're nope. gonna No. It's not it's that. It's not that at all. Sometimes it's that. Why do we make it so confusing? Like, why don't we just choose to do one thing? Because it's, it's such an easy concept that we have going here. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, a trailer review show. Easy. Not it's, a lot of those. No, it's probably the only one. Be the one thing. And you know, that's just easy marketing. Like, what is this? Bam. You tell someone, oh, have you heard of the movie babies? What the hell is that? Yeah, what do they do? Oh, well, sometimes there's guests, and sometimes there's not, and sometimes they talk about movie trailers, and sometimes they talk about, like, their pubic hair, and sometimes they talk about full movies, and sometimes they yeah. talk about what they ate for dinner. Like, it doesn't fucking make any sense. Sometimes they're very, very detailed about a trailer to the point that I'm falling asleep. Yeah. Other times, I just want them to say one thing about the trailer. And they don't know any of the actors' names. They don't know their names. And they live with people who are, like, experts on this stuff, who they could just, like, call up to and ask. They have the internet. It's, like, the worst execution of the best idea. Are they a cartoon show? Is it a Muppet spell? Oh, yeah. Is it, like, supposed to be a parody of the Muppet Baby? No? No? No. Okay. Not that. Huh. So what do they do? What do they do? Are they racist, misogynist assholes who, like, use it as a way to, like, defend against their, like, bizarre stances and, like, inabilities to, like, look inward and, like, assess character flaws? Like, yeah, I guess it's probably that. it is that one. But they get away with it? No, I don't think they do, but they think they do. (laughs) They think they (laughs) do. That's the key. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Well, pick your poison on what we are today. I think today's show is a little more, we're going on rants. We're talking about race. We're talking about sexism in Hollywood. We're barely talking about brand new movies, The Big Sick, and Rough Night trailers. I mean, that's like the context of the initial discussion. I mean, that's what you think you're going to get out of this. You think you know, but you have no idea. <laughs> that, this is the true story. <laughs> true story of the movie, movie babies. babies. You got some shit you want to tell me about? Well, let's, let's think of some recent news going on before we get to these trailers. You know it's not news by the time our <laughs> slow asses edit this shit. Yeah. Let's get to the latest olds before uh, mm-hmm. we get to the movie trailers. Zack Snyder. Doubt. <laughs> No? Oh, no, you can't make that joke. Well, Someone maybe did, it's news. Somewhat... Maybe he will die, and then it'll be news by the time we put this out. His daughter committed suicide. That sucks. That's not very happy news. No, that's a bummer. Uh, and so he's, he's dropping out of the Justice League, and when I first saw this news, did not know about the uh, the suicide part. Just saw the headline, he's Jack Snyder's gone, mm-hmm. replaced with my boy. My man, the Josh Rock. Whedon. Oh, sorry. Wait, not The Rock? <laughs> not The Rock. My other man, uh, uh, Josh Whedon. Okay. Who I am a big fan of, and I was like, Josh Whedon in the Justice League. Here we go. What's that going to be like? Well, then I looked up more details, and then I saw the suicide thing. Mm. And I felt really guilty. Yeah. Really sad. You're basically that, celebrating the death of a human being. Yeah. Ooh, it does not go well, especially with some of the conversations later in this episode. How abysmal would it have been timing-wise had she killed herself when Suicide Squad was being made? Oh. And Joss Whedon got replaced as producer on Suicide Squad. Too close to home. Um, Do you think they would have changed the name of the movie? Yeah, like... Wasn't there, like, some sort of that stuff, like, around 9-11 where, like, terrorist stuff is too oh, sensitive yeah, right yeah. now? So, like, name changes and movie changes. So, like, similar thing, like... 
ooh, a suicide just happened. Ugh, Our film is named right. Suicide Squad. Mm. Now we gotta change it. What do you change that to? What's your What's your improv? Uh, uh, Self harm squad? No. Uh, 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 bulimia squad? No, 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 no. no. Uh, 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 You're getting worse. You're doing yeah, it worse somehow. I don't have a better one. And also, I found out Josh Whedon doesn't have that much input in this process. He's just kind of doing some finishing touches. Okay. Again, I like Josh Whedon. I like DC comic book stuff. So if this is a turn that this franchise takes, awesome. Very, very sorry to Zack Snyder and his family. That is not good stuff. It's it's not a good topic to cover on this show. It's not I, a good... I keep <laughs> telling you, I, we don't do heartfelt well at all. No. I know you're being sincere. I'm trying. I am not. I'm trying really hard. I can't talk up Joss Whedon and then also be like, Ooh, sorry, Zack Snyder. Your daughter's dead. Um... Yeah, sorry to everyone, everywhere, for everything. All right, we'll we'll, we'll leave the serious talk alone, which brings us to the trailers we just watched. The Big Sick. Mm -hmm. The Tamel Nanjiani. And Emily Gordon. Romantic comedy. We haven't done one of those. No, very excited. There's probably a reason why we haven't done one of those before. Yeah, because we can't handle talking about anything serious. And Rough Night, the movie that we have affectionately, unaffectionately referred to as... The white girl's trip. We don't get into it. Is it really the white girl trip? Yeah. Is it really the white guilt trip? Ooh. Mm, Better title. (laughs) Is it really the Suicide Squad? Do they all kill themselves at the end? Oh, we can't can't call it that, remember? Fuck. Uh, We have a special guest on the show, and I think we'll introduce her in a moment. Excellent. I think she's right. Wait, Wait, is she she here? here. Hey, movie babies. (laughs) Nice. Nailed it. No, that's no. that's how you that's how you hit your mark and find your cue. <laughs> so you even like stepped up. Okay, here I'm I am. Okay, look at the camera. camera. Make sure that Hi, I'm movie babies. I'm trying to take pictures. Uh, oh, bad. don't do that. Yeah, this is, this is an audio podcast no, for a reason. You guys, me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I'm not picked up. All right, well, let's get into it. Here is the big sick. Let me give you some advice, Kamal. Love isn't easy. That's why they call it love. I don't really get that. I know. I thought I could just start saying something and something small would come out. Intro battle. I already yelled into the mic. Like, I can see how loud I was yelling had into the one microphone. rule. Don't yell on the mic. Sorry. I already broke it. Intro battle at a reasonable volume. Big sick, more like big make me sick. There, get that one out of the <laughs> way first. Easy one. Mm-hmm. Big sick, more like big. Someone's gonna say it. Someone's big, gonna say big dick. Big dick. She yeah. said it. She said it. Not us. Yeah. That's why we don't have female guests, listeners, because uh, their their minds are in the gutter. That's a great segue into introducing our guest, longtime friend of the show, <laughs> short time listener, America's next top movie baby. Melissa Erlu is here. Hi. Hello. Very happy to have you. Already know you need to get closer to the microphone. All right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I yeah. feel Don't get like too I'm comfortable. On it. Did you see us shouting into the mic? Yeah, but I thought we just discussed we were not going to do that. Oh no, no. You need to shout. Yeah, we're, we, we can't need, help it. We need to be in the other room. We can't control the volume <laughs> of our voices. Perfect. Uh, Melissa, I know you have a lot to say about this trailer because you are a huge movie fan. I, <laughs> I love movie 
trailers, not mm-hmm. to be confused with actual movies, which I do not like. Um, but I love movie trailers. I feel like it's putting your best self out there. It's like a resume. It's like a dating uh, app. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then the movie's like the slow reveal, the slow, terrible reveal, like much like a relationship. Yeah, it's like Skip it's it, like yeah. going out on a Tinder date where you go, oh, this looks great. He's funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The movie uh, was, it, there was an explosion. Then the explosion, everyone mm-hmm. looks nice. The music stopped and someone said... More like big dick, <laughs> laugh track. Like there was yeah. little button moments. And then you go and you see it. Mm-hmm. And you go see the date. You it's see a long it. night, and you regret it. And you regret it. Yep. It's a rough night. Yeesh. We'll, we'll, get, there. we'll, yeah, get, we'll there. get there. We'll get there. That is something that I really like about you—that you do not care for actual <laughs> movies. Like Don't have time for this. Um, What's well, funny? What was the trailer we watched? Maybe a couple episodes ago, where we're like, it's just a movie. Unto- unforgettable. Unforgettable. Yeah, like it just basically, plays like the, movie. the trailer, yeah, played like a movie. It was like, here's what happens in the first act. Here's the reveal. Here's what's coming at. So like that must be your ultimate. Yeah, yeah. I get experience. it. I get the gist. I have what I need, and I don't need to watch them like stare off into the distance for a while. I need to like watch them go grocery shopping or watch them think like all the little middle parts. Where I'm yeah. like, I get it. I get human life. Like, I don't want. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see this part. Um, I just want to like, give me the best of everything, and I will put the pieces together. I mean, how many movies have you guys really seen where you've been like, I really needed to see them use the restroom and brush their teeth? You know they're going to be brushing their teeth and then talking to someone else who's in another room. This is like every movie. They have like yeah. a bad dream, and you think it's part of the movie, and it's not. That's Creepy little kid. Uh, like, this is all this movie formula. <laughs> and every movie, like, why do we need to see that over yeah. and over? Just give me the trailer. But don't get Sean started on seeing the piss. Scenes in the bathroom. The, in my opinion, there's not enough. This is my question for you. So, do you ever feel like you're missing out on the ending? Of no, trailers? never. You don't care. I get it. Yeah, I'm she sure I'm gonna get what's gonna happen. Doesn't matter. I've never seen a movie where I've been like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Of course, you see it coming. How many endings can there possibly be? Mm-hmm. They're happy or they're not that happy. Do you <laughs> read a lot? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. You can say <laughs> yes or no. It doesn't like, matter. No. Okay, but you understand story. Enough right? to be able to assess a series of images and actors' faces and like quick jokes and stuff to be able to go. I know exactly what's going on here. Well, because they put that in the trailer. Yeah, the yeah, movie is the slow, terrible reveal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to watch somebody I, go through like the life motions. Like I already do that. That's like the movie's supposed to be the escape. Mm-hmm. And like I, when they put all the normal human parts in, I'm like, get on, I, it. I, move it on. I know those parts. Yeah, I know those parts. I'm those doing don't make it right it. now. And you're right. I feel like every time we review a movie, oh, that part was revealed in the trailer. That part was given away. Yeah. Especially when we watch three trailers of a movie, it's easy to piece together what's going to happen. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, for that very reason, have they don't watch trailers if it's a movie they're interested in. Right. Our good, our good friend, non-listener of the show, Tyler Swank, has for a long time, like, gone into a sensory deprivation chamber of his own design in the theater, trying to avoid big movie trailers. I've done that. Yeah. I've been with him in a movie, um, Jurassic Park, and there was, like, some kind of Batman or something. He was, like, holding his eyes and his ears at the same time, and we were all just like, come on now. Pull it together. Wait, are you saying there's a Jurassic Park Batman movie? No, this was a while back when when those were still coming. Um, Yeah, and Joe told me the other day he's trying to do it for Star Wars, like the new Star Wars. He's just, like, depriving himself of any... I know I'm going to see it. Yeah. So I watched the trailer. Yeah, and it's funny to me that it's like, okay, but you already know that it's a Star Wars movie that's going to just rip itself off. So what are you saving yourself from? I'm sure he gets the idea. He knows what characters are going to be around. Sure. Can well, be that shocking. Usually, I'm I'm safe if I watch the trailer and then like the movie doesn't come out for like a couple of months. 
You'll forget. Like, I'll forget. I feel nowadays, like, they're releasing trailers so quick to the release. It's too fresh, too fresh. for me. Huh. We we love trailers. That's why we have a show. But this specific trailer that we're about to review, The Big Sick, is I think the first romantic comedy trailer that we've ever talked about. Is that true? Is that true? I think it's that's why I wanted to do it because I don't think we have done one yet, and that's like a whole genre that we've just kind of been like, eh. If it's not, there's nothing blowing up. Like we have nothing to say about it. Yeah, apparently not. Oh man, this is like another thing we needed. Like sexist, racist. And they, and they have no emotions. <laughs> they have no emotions for romantic comedies. Well, this is a good one that's cultural as well. And yeah. it's Ramadan. A lot, of, lot of lot of race talk going on in this yeah. trailer. There is. So Big Sick is, as far as we understand, Kumail Nanjiani and his wife, his real-life wife, Emily Gordon. They're basically, their love story of them meeting, her getting, like terminally ill and being in the hospital for many months and him just sticking it out and like the courting process is basically this hospitalization and him having to get to know the parents who maybe in for, at least for the movie don't really like him or whatever or like kind of have some racist undertones or overtones or as do his parents about white people sure yeah 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 because yeah, this is based off of their true story that's exactly what i just said yeah i'm summing up okay cool give me the trailer version of my movie <laughs> Uh, explanation. <laughs> this is, yeah. Because I want Melissa to take it in. And I know she, like, kind of zoned out. So. Yeah, yeah. This is based on their real story. I like that. <laughs> Good. Okay. And they also wrote it. So I'm interested, like, what they exaggerated since it's, like, people in their real life. Well, How they... awkward that is to, like, I'm going to write your mom now. And we're gonna make her racist. Yeah, like some yeah. drunk ass, yeah, white lady is clearly upset the whole time. Super racist. Yeah, that is weird. I like that they didn't change their own first names, but like, yeah, how? What are we supposed to? Yeah, so Emily Gordon is Emily Gardner, and Emily Gordon doesn't play herself. I don't. I felt no. She, as far as I know, she's not an actor. She's yeah. hilarious. Yes, because she's in some other stuff, or she's like at least produced and written some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But do you think it's appropriate that they got some, like, they used him to play himself and then they got some super young lady? Yeah. She does look really young. I don't like that. Not age appropriate. Because he looks 100 years old and she looks 16. Well, how how old is she in real life? The actress. Yeah. Emily Gordon? Yeah, I'm on both ages. I'm going to guess. I'm terrible at guessing ages. I'm, like, 40 years off normally. I'm going to guess that the actress is, like, 24. Okay. And the real-life woman is 36. So that's already an exaggeration. Yes. But I think that's, like... But that's like a Hollywood problem. That's a Hollywood, yeah. It's a massive Hollywood thing. Like, all women actresses, once they, like, enter, like, MILF status or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know why I'm using pornography terminology <laughs> to, like, MILF. discriminate the ages. But, like, uh, when they reach a certain age, they're only cast as, like, moms or whatever mm-hmm. and grandmas and dead people. And then if they're, like, 12, then they're, like, the sexy young daughter of, or, like, wife of, like, Alec Baldwin or some old man who's, like, falling apart and his face is melting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa, do you got some guesses? Um, I'm going to say, like, 25 for the actress and, like, late, yeah, like, mid to late 30s for the real life. Okay, so, so Emily Gordon mm-hmm. is currently 37 years old. Okay. Close. The actress... 33. Huh. Okay. And we don't know when this story took place either. So maybe when they met and this story took place, the real Emily Gordon was 33 or around that age. And the other guy never ages. Yeah, Camille's just frozen in carbonite. He's, he's, He's a god. Do you have the issue with comedians when they go from like their underground 
portion of their career mm-hmm. to their like mainstream like maybe that he hasn't hit his main well he has because he's on he, Silicon Valley he Batman. definitely has yeah but this movie's still so kind of right now yeah, okay good but this still is kind of like an indie movie vibe I mean like they probably like, independently financed it or whatever but like yes. do you immediately get annoyed with comedians once they get popular I guess is my question it's a good question I liked Kamel when he was underground right like well, we listened to Harmontown a lot and he Kamel was always on that show. And he wasn't really doing anything because he'd just show up every week for this just podcast as a, as a guest. With good, like, side commentary or whatever. Yeah, and he'd just, like, hang out with uh, Dan Harmon. And he was, like, the voice of reason. And so he was always able to kind of, like, morally high ground everyone. And, like, that's <laughs> kind of what made him funny. Automatically watching this trailer, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of done with Kamel now. You're like, done with Kamel? I feel like I'm done with Kamel now. He's been... The problem is he's been in a lot of bit part. He had, like, a bit part and fist fight. Mm-hmm. And then he seems to, like, have bit parts. And those, I'm like, okay. But this is, like, his first starring role. Yeah, maybe he'll nail so, it. So I'm thinking this is... He's just really starting. Maybe I'm out of line. About it. What, what have you seen him in that's rubbing you the wrong way? I just... It seems like he's everywhere now. And I think that's, like the same thing where I was like when like people like Jack Black or even like Dave Chappelle or whatever is like watching people like convert to mainstream appeal I'm always just like all right as an underground comedian it's like any gig Mm -hmm. any exposure you can get like you do you gotta do it so like Camille showing up on Harmontown Mm -hmm. like well that's that sort of exposure and then when they get big they still have that attitude it's like gotta do everything gotta do everything but really like if he just kind of chose his spots like Okay, I have this big movie I want to do. I'm going to do that and kind of spread out himself. Maybe it would. Maybe. It would I don't know. Feel old. I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird personal issue I have with people being good at things. I just <laughs> want them to fail. So the other part that you mentioned, Melissa, there's like a cultural element to this movie of Kumail being a Pakistani dude and from Pakistani family, and then Emily being a white chick. Because as a white chick, <laughs> have you ever dated outside of your white species? Well, I have- a mixed cultural you do. family, yeah. so you guys recall, because mm-hmm. I've known you forever. What are you? I'm a Turkish American. What? You know that? I, I'm, I'm playing it up for the I podcast. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've had this discussion. We have. He's acting. You can't just call me like a normal white person on this show. I was, I was going to suggest, have you had a relationship in which cultural things have come betwixt. Well, yeah, of course, because the cultural stuff is really hard. Like, people move to America and they want it to be easy, and then you still have, like, your cultural values from your place that you were born, and you're trying to bring into the States, and it's, like, very difficult to cross them over. But it it could be the same thing if you're, like, born and raised in another state. I mean, every state has its own culture. Sure. Have you ever had a boyfriend that you're parents didn't approve of or vice versa because it's cultural difference like i would hide it like he was hiding it like you just don't talk about that Mm. until you date someone that they would approve of or you like elope do they have arranged marriages where you come Mm -hmm. what Um, are you ever in an arranged marriage have you ever been issued a potential suitor (laughs) yeah for sure what was that like you have to like one-up your family so it has to be someone who's like a little bit better Oh, you have to go out and find somebody else and, like, knock out that person out of the box. They bring their player one, then you bring player two. Okay, I see. It's a competition. Yeah, you have to go up financially, so Mm -hmm. you have to pick the best one. Well, best one income and from a good family, but not, like, you don't have to like them anymore. 
that doesn't matter. Have you gotten past this part of your life where they're still issuing you suitors or are you still in it? Um, I think now I'm just like, I think I'm too old. I'm back into the like, you're going to live at home forever. <laughs> yeah, they give up on you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're not as marketable in your 30s. Uh-huh. Story of my life. Yeah. yeah. I've never been in an arranged marriage. Okay. I know it sounds... Lovely. It can be good. Like, you, you know, it's very committal, right? Like, you don't have another option. Well, you know you have to commit to this option. Yeah, someone deciding where you're going to eat dinner. You're like, good. I didn't want to have to think about that. As anymore. a lazy person and as a general person who is very indecisive, mm. this seems like my dream. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't have to pick a lady. And, like, she's already apparently into me. Okay. My job's done. Easy. That's great. When I remember my first girlfriend, though. Her parents were definitely racist, and I was not allowed oh, to meet them. She was like, this, we don't even go there? Yeah, like, I was I was the secret boyfriend. How did that feel? I don't know. I How know, long we, did it last? I, I must have been in, like, ninth grade or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Junior high. But do you feel, like, kind of cool where you're, like, we're breaking the rules? Well, I remember mm-hmm. one time her parents were gone, and I, like, went to her house, uh-huh. and that felt like, like, whoa, I'm not supposed to be in here. Yeah. Like, if I get caught... <laughs> I want to get, like, strung up on some pole. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> just, just take down this don't tread on me flag that's yeah. in the bathroom here. But I'm thinking that's, a, from my knowledge, that's the only, like, outwardly racist mm. parents I've had to deal with. When you talk to your mother about yeah. potential gals that you're hanging out with or having a relationship with, do you ever have to qualify, like, oh, it's a white girl, oh, it's a... No. Because here, here's another big secret. I've hmm. never dated a non-white girl. Just like living in Bellingham yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah. small places, like that's not an the, option. The the pool is very small. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I know like a large group of like opposite sex, different ethnicity mm. girls. Yeah, like that's not even like an option at this point. Mm. Sean, what color do you like to date? Um, <laughs> I don't think that I could date outside of my whiteness if I like tried my hardest. Like <laughs> yeah. I tr- sometimes I kick it to my male friends when I'm feeling really disgusting, and I'm like, what do you think I would have to do to like? get the attention of a black female like yeah. what would like how could I ever possibly make this happen you'd, you'd have to play I got jungle fever okay you have to leave Bellingham you yeah. have to leave this state Got I have to leave my porcelain ivory tower of whiteness uh-huh. <laughs> okay step one the resolution we always come to is like it's not it would not be possible I have not enough flavor in yeah. my bones to attract anyone outside of my outside of my whiteness but both of the parents in this both sets of parents obviously you're having a hard time with the idea but like I get that obviously like it still happens but it seems so unmodern right now mm-hmm. to yeah. be like oh you look a little bit different than me when the that brand of old people dies off and everybody's just like yeah you can date this fire hydrant if you want to like and everybody's just cool with everything like mm-hmm. things will be awesome right no, unless you have to have an arranged marriage to like a Fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. So, with the main thing with this movie being that the Emily character gets like really ill, what's your worst illness you've ever contracted or physical injury or longest hospital it's going, stay? It's going, it's deep. going for it. I think I've eaten at uh, Olive Garden twice and I've gotten <laughs> deathly sick twice. <laughs> I had yeah. to get never-ending vomit bowl. Yeah, I had to get like eleven IVs last time I ate Olive Garden. I was like in the hospital all night. Hold up, wait, what? Just from food Bellingham? poisoning? Yeah, twice it's God, happened. Like it was like years apart. Where maybe it was just like a one-off thing. And nope, it's just microwaved food. I get it, but it's like maybe, no one else gets sick there. As much maybe as this is my family, but was Olive Garden your guys's like 
that's your fancy restaurant. Like, if we went to, like, a fancy restaurant, we would go to the Olive Garden. I made my friends go take me there on my birthdays all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's the fancy place. They give you free breadsticks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, like, they actually make you wait to be seated. And That's how you know. I think, like, now they're a little more generous about it, but when they do their, like, never-ending possible season, I think now they're like, oh, you can have a to-go container. But, like, we used to sneak in to-go containers and just, like, empty our pastas <gasps> into these to-go containers. You just wear any, like, you'd have, like, pockets stitched into your it jackets and fanny packs. so overt. It was just, like, backpacks and shit under the table. Like, obviously, you could see what's going on, but we thought we were being sneaky or that we needed to be sneaky so that we could have, like, chicken Alfredo the next day at school lunch. Like, I don't know what the... I don't what we were really concerned about. We just wanted to like pull the wool over someone's eyes. Yeah. So that's your worst hospital experience? Probably, yeah. Damn. That's pretty severe. Yes. Don't fuck with Olive Garden. Yeah. I think I broke my thumb once. Really? I haven't broke anything. We're talking about cast today. Like it seems like a really cool idea to want cast. Yeah. Because like everyone can sign it and like write you a nice sentiment, tell you you're awesome, and like have a good summer. Um, you look special. It's like an adult. It could be like an adult yearbook. But I, I'm too cautious. I'm too cautious, says the female who just purchased a skateboard. <laughs> Thirty-three years old. Uh huh. <laughs> skateboard. Know, but you know how to skate. Yeah, I already know how to skateboard. Okay. Oh, I'm there, there you go. Just saying, it's like a fall down factory yeah. like like that's part of the gig right well i'm trying to maybe i'm trying to break something this summer do you have a death wish that can be something okay could be a summer goal is that how you're gonna meet someone like are you trying to pull a emily gordon here does she trap camille by that's like the playing game. Yeah. Oh. yeah like oh you got so a sick col- with cancer a a coma. <laughs> it's like oh, i guess i'll stick around all right you got me i like that this could be like a because here's a question <laughs> that's the honey trap the relationship was kind of just at the beginning in the movie it's even portrayed like they kind of broke up yeah yeah things aren't going so hot like emily gardner Oh, you're doing all these arranged marriages. Like, is it even possible for us to be together? And Camille says, I don't know. And so she laughs. We are assuming they break up. Mm -hmm. She goes into the coma. He decides, no, I feel something for this girl, despite not knowing her or being with her for very long. I'm going to stick with this. Have you guys been in a scenario like that where it's like... You've been with someone who, like, not long enough to justify, like, a big move like that? Or, like, do you feel like you would do that with someone? Well, do you think they were together long enough to where, like, he was her emergency contact? Or do you think they just called, like, the last number in the phone? Because it seemed like he was there before the parents found out. Oh. Yeah. And then it always bothers me when, like, a female's always crying and the male doesn't cry. And he was, like, kind of laughing. He's like, I don't really know if there's a chance for us. And she's, like, all sad. I get that's the part where later he's like, you messed up. Uh But it's like, why is females always crying all the time about dudes? Do you think Uh he has a cry moment in this? I hope so, to be fair. For me, that's, like, feminism equality is where if the female character is crying, the main male character needs to cry as well. That's good. I haven't really maybe paid much attention to that as I should. It bothered me during Mad Max. Mad Max has fallen on some hard times and freaking (laughs) Furious is the only one crying. Yeah. Yeah. He cries a lot throughout that movie, at least tears up, and I don't understand why everyone's like, oh, she's so badass. I'm like, are you not watching Mad Max? (laughs) He goes through so much heart of stone they're doing more of the trend of now making the female characters more badass characters with more male-esque characteristics yeah i, I used air and quotes <laughs> don't fucking come to my house with a burning cross of masculinity but they often like you said counter that by showing like oh she has a badass personality but there's still like a vulnerability mm-hmm. to her mm-hmm. and so yeah you'll get those moments of like 
her crying, but like you don't see like the Terminator cry, and like you don't see a lot of the t- stereotypical '80s action heroes having those moments. Yeah, well, and even your romantic comedy male leads, like they don't, we don't see them like crying. We see them like kicking over the trash can and like mm-hmm. yeah, being mad or right. being like yeah. Because I am one of those females like I don't cry. Mm-hmm. Like it would be very rare to see me cry, and so to grow up watching females cry, especially over dudes, my entire life, because yeah. a lot of that like female self-worth is tied into what males think. I know movies are part of it, but I just, I don't like seeing females cry all the time because it's like, that's so unrealistic for me. And I think that's another reason why I don't like movies because I'm like, I'm not going to go and cry about every little thing. And in movies, it's always like that. Yeah. And it's okay to cry when you're sad. And it's okay to cry over a breakup. But the dude was not even, he had like, he was smiling. Yeah, and I'm the opposite. I, I'll cry over anything. You're crying, crying right now. Sean. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> don't tell people I'm crying. It makes me this cry. This is a private, safe space, okay? <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. But there's not a lot of representation for that either, even like dudes crying. So yeah. I would like to see that as well. Like, yeah, I think it goes, be nice to have an even a balance. That'd be great for yeah. me. Let's see some dudes cry, please. You can make two dudes cry right now, pretty, oh, probably pretty easily. <laughs> We've talked very little about the actual trailer. I feel like we nailed it. Well, okay, we? I'll say okay. this about the trailer. I really want this movie to be successful because, one, it's a personal story. Mm-hmm. It's an original story. Yes. The people involved with it and who the story's about actually wrote it. This is very rare. Yes. In Hollywood. An untampered with story gets made to... Untampered yeah. with... The director is Michael Showalter. I love Michael Who Showalter. done... Uh, Stella, Wet Hot American Summer. So they even got like kind of a director who's probably going to be on their side. With all that said, I want this movie to be successful. I'm afraid romantic comedies are a tough sell now, I feel like, Mm -hmm. in Hollywood and going to the theater. Like when your choice is Transformers. I can go see Transformers where you're probably only going to enjoy it if you see it on the big screen versus The Big Sick was like, I could probably enjoy that movie just as much, if not more, on my home screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what? how do we fix this conundrum? Do you think this is going to go to the Regal multiplex, or is this going to go to the Pickford? For those listening, the Pickford is kind of our independent theater here in Bellingham. Yeah, it's, this, so, it's the movie theater on Cornwall. You know what the fucking picture is. <laughs> Anybody listening to this lives in this town. No, we have some new uh, international listeners. Okay, so we'll Google it. This is good. After putting this trailer up, we're going to have a big increase in Pakistan. Okay, good. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Amazon Studios, though. And mm-hmm. so Manchester of the Sea, Amazon Studios, that was released. At the Pickford. But also, wasn't was it? I don't, regal? I don't remember either. All right, well, maybe it is just, like, a small independent release. Yeah, and so people know that when they want an art house experience and they want their emotions to be jostled versus when they want to see Mark Wahlberg and Megan Fox, like, jump on a Transformers back, like, then they know what theater to go to, like... It's a type of person, you know, that, like, I work at the coal mine all week, and, like, I'm back broken and brow beaten, and I just want to, like, go and, like, eat a spicy icy and, like, have a regal experience, like, that's a fine way to be. And then if you're, like, an emotionally threadbare, like, nerve endings exposed basket case like myself, you may want to, like... Go on. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) You may want to wander to the... To the Pickford and take in some emotion nad kickers. Well said. Regardless... People should see this movie. Everyone complaining about the same type of movies being released in theaters mm-hmm. and not new creative scripts and stories being told. Like, well, here it is. It looked funny enough. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going to spend money on something, 
Spend it on drugs or spend it on this. Spend it on this. I like the idea that we have like two really different cultures and each family thinks that they know what's best for their kid and that essentially is more of the same culture. And then we're forced to like look at both sides. I mean, I think just for people in 2017, like with our mm-hmm. current political dividedness to say like you're forced to listen to these two stories and they both want the best for their kid and they're both kind of like, you know, stereotypical normal families and yeah. then they have to like come together and realize that the cultural differences isn't going to like make or break how they feel about each other. Right. I feel like it's a good, because of that, it's a good mom movie. Take your mom to it? Take your mom to it because they're like... To get her off your fucking back? I feel like we all know, yeah, like there's cultural differences. Like mm-hmm. we're not having like... It's all this stuff is obvious to us. Yeah. But for your stereotypical mom audience. Your stereotypical alcoholic mom who walked out on her family when you were young and yeah. disowned you. I feel like movies are a good way to like have them see the other side. Right. Like maybe they don't understand like Pakistan's side that Camille's on. Mm-hmm. And they're in ag- when they see the trailer, they're in agreement with yeah. the other mom. Like, yeah, why are you here? You should be a jerk to Camille. And then they see the movie and then they get engaged in the story. Their emotions are manipulated in a positive way. And by the end of the movie, they go, you know what? Maybe my... My Pakistani uh, neighbor is a normal person after all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah. we all you, yeah. and then yeah, we all win. That's true. I think that's important right now. Listening and empathy mm-hmm. and understanding what other people go through is super important. And I think movies are an excellent craft to get those points on. Cross. Do you think the dads that are IRL Ray Romanos, like when they go to this movie, do you think they're like, oh, that Ray Romano character is my favorite character? Or do they fall victim to the same fantasy that the, everybody seems to, where mm-hmm. when you watch a movie, you're the main character? Right. I mean, I guess this is from Kamel's side. Point of view, yeah. Point of view. Like um, that they're like, whoa, well, that's the he- the hero. I'm Everyone's the hero of their own story in their life. So when they walk into a movie theater and they see the main character, they automatically go, oh, yeah. That, like, I would have done that. I would have, oh, like, that's me, that's me, whatever. But, like, they don't necessarily want to see the bad themselves in the bad guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Like, yeah. I wonder if that actually happens or they're like, yeah, I think everybody, like, talked over the top of the dad who was trying to be racist and, like, he should have been just, he should have been yeah. allowed to be racist the whole time. I wonder if that's their vibe. It's a couple leaps if you're, like, a white American dad mm-hmm. seeing this and you're... You're being asked to identify in some way with the main character who's Pakistani, who's nothing like his cultural differences are so different than yours. Mm -hmm. He's also like falling in love with this girl after like sticking with her in a coma. Maybe that's a hard leap for them. Yeah, I wonder if general audiences are open enough to go see like yeah this character is very different from what I could like place myself into or if there is an automatic snap where they're like because he's the main character they can identify automatically yeah I imagine it'll be a lot of white dads being dragged to the theater by their teenage daughters who are maybe in a similar situation to this one yeah and those white dads looking at the other white dad and being like motherfucker here we are (laughs) like like give dad. each other the secret Mason handshake. Yeah, like Dad, why don't you let me date Toby? Yeah, let me take you to this movie. Show you, show you what's up. Rate yeah. this trailer. I this trailer. Like but you gotta know the rating system. Oh, Do you yeah. know the rating system? Well, yeah. Whoa! You're holding a piece of paper that has the rating system on I it. I love robots in space with zombies. Like. A lot. Yeah, do you know what those, like, what do those mean to you? Um, How would you use those? I mean, what I would never use these in no. any other context. But you have to now, so. <laughs> but I, the, it must be bad, medium, good. 
Like, I Love Robots is the worst? I Love Robots is the worst. Wow. Wow. She's a thinker. Yeah, go for it. You, you deduce this. You're already, we already talked earlier today about how you need to be, like, a private detective. Right. So, so finish the game here. I say I like the trailer a lot. Like, mm-hmm. a lot. Okay? Yeah. So highest, I like yeah. that it has a cultural divide, and they all have to come together at some point. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's not an all-white cast like every other movie mm-hmm. uh, we've been watching trailers for. And with that, I would never see this movie in a million years. I get it. <laughs> I lived it. Because and because you never watch it. And there's gonna be so movies. many slow parts in there. Mm-hmm. I think I think we got the best in the trailer. Yeah, it's gonna but be 45 minutes of them brushing their teeth. It's gonna be someone's brushing their teeth and they're talking to someone in another room. You don't think <laughs> you'll find out about love watching this trailer? I bet they have to go to the grocery store and I bet they have to go back to home from the grocery <laughs> yeah, store. Yeah, they got more toothpaste. And then they have to like ha- obviously show how they're like preparing the food and then they have to like, set up a table and then they have to show a scene where they're eating Must, and then yeah. they have to put the food away and then have like a dishwash scene and then they have to get ready for bed and they have to put on their pajamas and then someone will yeah. be talking to so, somebody so Melissa I know what's in there Melissa, I hear you I haven't seen a movie I hear you <laughs> yeah but I don't think you've actually seen a movie period uh, that is in every movie because right. usually they right. cut out like no they don't them going grocery shopping have and then the putting the food away <laughs> that movie gotcha. scene that dinner scene is the length of an actual <laughs> dinner yeah. party I was watching is it the breakup is that the um, Jennifer Aniston oh yeah one? they have the, they go through the whole thing and then they're cleaning up and they're arguing about the dishes they're arguing about setting up they're arguing about the tables yeah. they're t- arguing about food <laughs> and the, I it was like uh, the whole thing it's they the have worst. done everything if they're gonna eat you're gonna have to show the beginning middle and end okay Melissa because I wasn't aware of this as much as I feel like I should have been mm-hmm. I feel like from now on Sean we need to track every time there's a dinner scene mm-hmm. or someone going shopping yeah. And just keeping a running tally. Maybe our new number cruncher, D.D. Chapman, can kind of crunch some numbers on... I think, yeah, yeah some run times <laughs> versus shopping And I want times. you to count the times where they're clearly en route somewhere together, and then they get to the place, yeah. and then they start talking about stuff that you know they would have normally talked about in the car. I think you just talking. Yeah, like when you, when you show up somewhere and they're like, why are we here again? And then no, someone yeah, explains and you're it. Like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like, well, so what do you do today? It's like you just were in the car for an hour together. Nobody they does. shortened that, and then you get there, and you're like, I get it, but it's like, I don't like that stuff. Like, why do you have to go through this whole thing? You may have just, like, systematically ruined movies for me yeah, in this conversation. filming movies with you guys ruined movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like looking at something and I'm like, oh, it's gonna something. We're gonna put something scary here, and I'm like looking into like one of you guys' cameras. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're Acting sad. I'm like, oh. now every time I see anyone like looking at something, I'm like, yeah, I know you're looking at nothing. 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 You ruined that for me. Yeah, you ruined Sorry. the magic. Sorry. So I'm it's it's it nothing you but um, uh, Werner Herzog methods from now on. We're gonna put you in actual danger. Yeah. I um, love we're gonna that. put you in actual emotional heightened mm-hmm. uh, moments. We're gonna dangle you off of high places mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. that's how it'll be now. Love it. With that said, mm-hmm. Melissa, I'm with you. I'm gonna give it a like a lot. I feel like it was a strong trailer for a romantic comedy. I actually laughed at some of the scenes. Mm-hmm which is harder than it seems, apparently, for a lot of these movies. I think the cast is great. I'm a little worried they might overdo it with, like, the terrorism 9-11 stuff, but I understand why Mm -hmm. that stuff is in there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm 
excited to see this movie. I hope it's good. I hope it's successful. And I like both of those people. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for this one. So I'm very biased. I agree with you. It's a like a lot for me as well. I'm more worried that they're going to go to the place in the stars or whatever that movie was where... La La Land? No, what's the one where the chick is like terminally ill and... Melissa, you know. Fault in our stars. Fault in our stars. So thank you. Okay. I'm saying I've seen the trailer. I'm afraid it's going to get a little sappy, but maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be fine. Uh, it's weird knowing the outcome of the reality of a situation, and then I mean, I guess it makes it kind of documentary esque. Yeah. But like, like, is the outcome? And then they did a podcast together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, because you know they're going to be fine because it's based off true story. Yeah, but so maybe that's like, the twist. Maybe it's like no, she dies. No she, dies. she dies. There's no twist. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just uh, across the board, positive reviews. Fantastic trailer. Hooray! We did it. Movie babies, go. Are we done? Then we're done. Love her. Make her feel special. Hi, Jay. He's dead. Sir? Oh, God. Um, no. Jesus. No. No, no, no. Okay. Hey, movie babies. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Fucking hey. Hey, yeah. Melissa, you're on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the intro. We just watched Rough Night. I'm pretty sure we just watched Girls Trip. Yeah. Well, we did just watch Girls Trip to compare how similar it is to Rough Night. So I guess that's why I'm thinking. Rough Night seems like the hangover from Girls Trip. Damn. That's an intro. It's girls shit. <laughs> okay. Like, I think you had it, yeah. and then you dropped it. And then I dropped it? Yeah, yeah. I just you kept... were running into the end zone, yeah. and then you pre-celebrated, yeah. and then you let, the ball fell out, and you kind of wandered in, and somebody else, like, grabbed it and ran to the other uh, side. So, this, this I'm, I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but I've been watching Dancing with the Stars this season, yeah. because, one, Mr. T was on it. Yeah. But I just watched the last uh, episode where one of the judges mm -hmm. says to this guy, like, who's not a very good dancer and should not be this far in the competition. Oh, okay. Basically, he's like, you had a happy ending, and then you just kept going, and you kept getting voting on, <laughs> and you kind of ruined it. And, like, just <laughs> tore into the guy. That's you right now. So that's me. It's like, <laughs> I had my happy ending, and I just kept. You should have been, it's, you know, it's better it's, when you're the underdog. It's girl shit. You got an intro for this? You just. Did. You just came out of the gate swinging. You're ready to talk. Like, well, What's up, movie babies? It's much more like very bad things. It's, it's it not, is it's very really bad nothing things. like girls weekend. Okay. Yeah, so we also watched very bad things. Which is basically the same plot where they get a stripper dudes. in Vegas. A bunch of dudes. Bunch of dudes. Mm -hmm. One of the guys from Home Alone. Can you Home Alone it? Done. And they kill a stripper and then it's them trying to... Cover it up. Cover it up. Not get in trouble with their wives. And it's like girls trip in the sense that it's like there's some girls in Vegas. There's the girl who does not want to be involved, does not want to party. And yeah. all her girlfriend's like, no, this is your last night out. We got to have some fun. Let's do drugs. Drugs. Let's do a synchronized dance. Yes. They both um, have that, yeah. They both have some dick mention mm -hmm. in the first 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When gals get together, yes, do you on. think they're more lewd than when a bunch of dudes get together? More than like if we were with our boyfriends or something. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking about like lady mouths and dicks and stuff? Do girls well, do that? I'm just thinking of this time that um, Genovi and I were in Vegas and she said I could write like whatever I wanted on her knuckles mm -hmm. with Sharpie. Yeah. And I was trying to think of two four-letter words and I was like, 
the only thing, and she said I could write whatever, and I wrote dick suck. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, like... You read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes along with these trailers, so... Yeah. And she had it on her hand for a couple days, and she was a fourth grade teacher, and I thought it went great. And I was just like, that was just what I thought of. Perfect. I said I've never, I could write anything. I've never been to Vegas. Is it like adult Disneyland? I've been... You don't count, though. But I didn't indulge in the same way anybody else would, yeah. I didn't go until the first time uh, until I was 28. Yeah. And so I don't know if that, like, you know, when I was wearing my old lady clothes, like I was just describing to you. So I don't you know if buy, I got the experience. You didn't buy, like, skimpy skirts. and. I did not buy You, uh, you didn't wear a Girls Gone Wild tank top. I did you were, not. like, in your Guatemalan, like, finest grandma yes, gear. Yeah. I was very much covered. So I don't know. And I don't know how was that experience for both of you? I played at a weed dispensary in Las Vegas. That's the <laughs> all I remember. And then one of our bandmates went to a strip club, and he's like, eh. Would I like Vegas? No, I don't think you would. Maybe single Devin would. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll dick suck on my knuckles. You should take a girl's trip for a weekend and go do a single Devin Vegas thing. Yeah. Like, no strings attached, like, stays in Vegas thing, Uh and then just come back and decide. That'd be a great movie. Speaking of group dancing, do you guys know a dance routine with no, any other people? Never. Yes. You do? <laughs> oh my gosh. We, me and my friend, uh, shout out Ben Words, did the dance routine to win LMFO AO. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Laughing my effing mm-hmm. ass off. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. band when they had their party rock song. Okay, so this was not that. This is not when you were a kid. This is very <laughs> Yeah, we're like, oh, let's, let's, let's try to figure this out. Okay. And then I've done some, like, talent shows where we all did, like, a bust a move. We made up a dance routine for that. Okay, well... It's no. fun. I know, like, they show it, girls doing it in movies all the time. Because it makes sense. It's it fun. Is, it is fun. Yeah. I will say this. Watching the two dance scenes from Rough Night to Girls Trip, much like everything else, Girls Trip... Blows it out of water. Right, because they're dressed like TLC and they look awesome. Yeah, they're, they're doing probably... sweet dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in Rough Night, it's like some like Mean Girls shit where it's just, like just kind of waving their arms around. Yeah, like mm. white girls. That's dancing. too bad. I don't think I can say that. Ah, oh, Melissa's giving me the the okay, the not okay. okay. So okay. white girl says okay. I am curious to ask that one more time to Melissa before I reveal something about myself. You don't. <laughs> you've never. You've never worked on a dance routine with anyone. I mean, not outside of like fourth. I'm taught bring in fourth grade, so you well, learn the mean, moves I feel to like what? Because as a female, you just get put in dance classes. This is something I was thinking about okay. recently. Like we don't have what you guys have. We have dance classes, and I what wasn't. Do we, have? we have circle jerks. <laughs> no, you guys have like science stuff and like oh, inventor sure. kits and like chemistry yeah, stuff. But, but we take that for granted. We don't yeah, really. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no one was offering me science stuff. I no one was offering me science stuff. I got put into dance classes and I wasn't good at it. But I don't remember being bad at it at the time until like later in life, where I was like, am I actually not good at dancing? Like you don't get asked, you just like get put into dance. Well, classes. here's the thing. Once I look at you, and the first thing I think is ballerina. Huh? You say no. See, so you're you're tall. You're wearing all black. <laughs> can you um, do? Perfect. Can you do the moves from any of your fourth grade like music video of dances? Not. Okay. How okay. do you even remember that? Okay. And like that's what I was thinking. These girls must have known each other for a long time, but there's no way I can remember a dance from fourth grade. Yeah. Come on now. Um, Sean, where's this leading? Uh, My truth bomb is I, like, fetishize the idea of knowing a dance routine with your best homie. And when you're at that wedding, like, like, after party or whatever, you're at that, like, we don't belong here club or whatever. And then, like, 
you know, poison comes on. You go into the dance move with your friend, and you win the affection of the audience. Melissa is shaking her head at me in disdain. Not impressed. I like that so much, and here's another reason why I want to know a dance routine with somebody. One day... I want a little kid to be like, I gotta do a talent show to win the affection of yeah, this girl, yeah. but I don't have any skills. And I go, all right, little kid, we're gonna learn this Backstreet Boys music video or whatever, fill in the blank, uh, Usher dance yeah. move, and we're gonna do it together, and you're gonna win the affection of you, this. You're teaching them how to dance like that scene with Sinbad, the first kid? Yes. It would be so outdated for an adult. Like, the kids are, are such little freaks now. Yeah. They'll probably be doing some dirty dance, oh, yeah. and you're gonna be like, trying to show them some Usher, which is like, <laughs> hilariously outdated. <laughs> It's because so it's like, already oh. a Michael Jackson ripoff. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. You guys are doing the dance right now in front of me. Oh, my God. You guys know the Usher dance? This is incredible. Audience, I wish you could see this. They knew all the spins. They knew all the hand motions. Okay, well, here's the challenge. Let's make a movie baby's dance. Okay, that you and I can do. It's like, do you remember going back again to Family Matters the Urkel dance. Uh-huh. He had his own dance. Yeah. We're, we're on the same level. Okay. Of, we can do that. Yeah. Next. Like the Ninja Turtles. They had their own dance. Fucking A. That's true. They had their own and song. And they were boys. They were male. And they were males. I think for the most if part. The, if yeah. the girls <laughs> where it was important. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you and I will workshop this. Uh, don't ever invite us to a wedding, listeners, because we will try out our joint dance moves on yeah. our asses. Uh, oh, one other wedding dance story. Go for it. That everyone's free to do. You can do the Roxanne challenge. The movie or the song? The song uh-huh. from The Police. Okay. Every time they say Roxanne, you got to do push-ups. I feel like I've witnessed what? Doug do this Yeah, before. so we, we've done this at a couple weddings where... <laughs> well, even to the point where the bride in her wedding dress was down on her hands doing push-ups for it. And it's a tough one. Not for the pain at heart. In this trailer, oh yeah. We remember we review trailers on Movie Babies. I often forget that. They kill a stripper. She like bonsai drops onto the stripper, <laughs> smushing her with her butt. Yes. Potentially offensive to people with concerns about weight and body image in society. It's potentially offensive to um, sex worker industry people who are constantly being viewed as being like disposable humans in movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's offensive to me as someone who's seen this joke a thousand fucking times in movies and I'm tired of it. My question to you is, if you accidentally killed somebody, would you cop to it or would you try to cover it up? You have to cop to it. Who in their right mind's covering it up? Especially when it's an accident. If it's an accident, but you somehow incriminate yourself into making it look less like an accident, and it looks like people are, you're like in some kind of like Kafka-esque scenario where people are gonna like completely implicate you. Like, let's say me and Melissa went out to go get Slurpees and we're like, oh, we'll be right back. And I came back and Melissa was dead. Yeah. You'd be like, you killed that woman. Like, yeah. like everybody would think that. Yeah, and so your plan would be like, well, I could let it go to trial, and then obviously once the facts are released, like, I would be proven innocent. But I'd have to, like, go through this whole rigmarole. But I'd have to buy a suit, I'd have to wake up on time, (laughs) it'd be a whole to-do. Or I could make this elaborate thing where I'm messing with her body. To make it look like she killed herself. Yeah, like, 
putting banana peels everywhere <laughs> and putting a banana in her hand. Putting one of those like um, acme anvils <laughs> like falling out yeah. of the sky. And in her know? back pocket you have like a acme like buyer's guide. Mm-hmm. So oh, she wily coyoted herself. Obviously, <laughs> I'm curious what their rationale is going to be for why they can't call the cops and explain the situation. Especially when they're in a nice house and they're white and they're dressed all fancy. So yeah, maybe I would hesitate hesitate because I don't want like a O.J. Simpson's race war going off. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, did he do it? Probably. Like, you can only do that once. You you can only know O.J. at once. They're not gonna let him off twice. Well, here's the, okay, here's the other thing. One, Zoe Kravitz is half black two or three quarters black, however you want to dice up Lenny Kravitz, go for it. But in the initial trailer, she calls her uncle, who is an attorney, and is like... Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> wrong. Um, who, and is like, ah, uh, what do we do? And the, and the attorney's like, well, it's fine. Don't do anything. You, it was an accident. Just don't move the body. And they had already moved the body. That's right. So, and they're like, well, that's like 20 years in jail or whatever. So, like, that's the... Premises that's that the premise is they move themselves. the body and so therefore they're going to be guilty. And then it spirals out of control and then it becomes like a weekend at Bernie's where they're like manipulating the dead body of the of the male stripper for the rest of the movie to make him look alive. Now there is a movie that needs to be remade. It's being remade. It's called <laughs> Rough Night. Also I wonder too if it's like going to play up because they were doing drugs at one point right, and right, if right. it's like well we don't want to get caught for drugs. Yeah you, you're going to go to jail for murder. <laughs> yeah. Take the drug charge. Take the drug charge. So nobody's a taker on this? Nobody will cover up a murder? Nah. No? It just just seems like a lot to do. It seems like a lot of effort and and a lot of cleaning. What if you did it? I don't like... (laughs) (laughs) Would you cop to it then? (laughs) Or would you cover it up? Um, Seems like a lot of effort. Yeah. I feel like if you do it, do you just kind of like commit to it and it's like because if you like kill one person you're kind of just like a bad person you go away and like that's the end of it no one hears about you and you're done Mm -hmm. if you leaned into it Mm -hmm. i was like well i did one swing for the fences swing for the fences like Mm -hmm. and start like getting like a system going Mm -hmm. And you're then you get into that serial killer territory, okay, yeah. and now you're making a name for yourself, mm-hmm. and now you have like a little gimmick for yourself, <laughs> and then you become infamous. Huh? It's a fine, slippery slope between one-time offender and yeah. Charles Manson. Because, because again, if you're a one-time offender, you're still going to jail. Mm-hmm. Your life is still ruined. But if you if you can convert that into if notoriety. you make a name of yourself, at least you're still going to jail. Mm-hmm. But now you're a somebody. All right, hmm. I like that. And you think you're more protected in jail for being a somebody? If someone messed in jail was like, oh, there's Devin, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But if I was like Devin, the Devastator. Oh, uh, okay. People are like, that's them, the Devastator. But, I'm not going to mess with him. Or, potentially, they want to mess with you so that they can absorb your notoriety as the guy oh, that yeah. killed the Devastator. They'd eat my brain, is what you're saying, and get my powers. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, exactly. It's like they get the quickening. God damn it. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I, this is like adding to my case of when someone tries to turn me in for something, like, to bring this up. <laughs> I so, now, so now if I accidentally do murder a stripper, yeah. You're done. like, I'm screwed because... You're, you're implicated, in, yeah. Exhibit A. You Movie babies. Yourself. Exactly. Melissa, what do you think 
the ending of this movie is. Well, okay, I don't know, but I do like that from what we watched and from what we were talking about earlier, it doesn't seem like a lot of... So it's an all-female cast for main characters, which mm-hmm. I appreciate yes. even though they're kind of exaggerated and maybe a mess. Mm-hmm. But um, none of them are really crying a lot. Mm-hmm. And I Plus. appreciate that throughout. There's not a lot of scenes where they're crying. It's like they are murdering, though. Yeah, and they are problem-solving. <laughs> as best That's as they true. Can. I didn't think of that. They are problem-solving. And then they're not spending as much time crying as, like, you know, other movies. Yeah, if someone else made this movie, they would have murdered him, and then they just would have cried the whole time mm-hmm. until the cops showed up. And just getting the vibe of the movie, I can't imagine um, anyone's going to get in trouble. Like, I don't think it ends with, like... Everyone's going to jail for the rest of their lives. You don't like, think so? No, I'm not getting that vibe. That'd be pretty awesome if that's how it ended up. I want to know what the how they solve it in that other movie, the very bad, very bad, very bad things. things. I think they get away with it. Really? But then why would you want to marry? Like, why would you want to continue? Because they say like a bad thing happened to good people. At no point did I see any good people before yeah, the murder. <laughs> and they remember they were like arguing over who was picking up the cake, and they're already clearly not. He was not interested in this wedding whatsoever. Yeah. Right. And then all the wives were like real concerned about you know they didn't have any trust for their husbands, and they all sent like terrible people. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. What I'm gonna M Night Shyamalan this. Okay. Go do your best. He's not dead. He was alive the whole time. He just, his eyes did open up again. Yeah. He suffers from, what's the thing where you just fall asleep? Narcolepsy? That thing. Okay. And he just fell asleep. He's just tired, boy. And so he wakes up at some pivotal scene when, oh, at the funeral. At yeah. the, or whatever, like at their arraignment for being going to jail for yeah. murder or whatever. And, and we he have just a, wakes up. And we have a Kill Bill situation. And he's... Karate chopping his way out of that coffin. Oh, yeah, okay, right, 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 right. And he's, uh, kill... Kill, kill Jillian Bell. Kill Jill. Kill Kill Jill. Jill. There we go, got it, nailed it. We can talk about the cast of characters. Yes, Mm -hmm. That Melissa touched on. We have Scarlett Johansson as the lead. She's the one who's getting married. She just wants to take it easy. Yeah, she wants to just kick off her heels after having to be a ghost in a shell all summer long. Yeah, we have Kravitz. We have Jillian Bell. Yeah, real tired of her. Is she's the one who does the killing? Yeah, yeah. She's the one who, in every movie she's in, she's like, "I'm on meth," and that's supposed to be a punchline. She was not working for me. We can talk about that soon. And then Kate McKinnon. Okay, so perfect example of someone that I'm uh, over. Like, okay, maybe maybe you guys made a good argument for Kamel not to be over Kamel, but what the fuck is this? Solution. Damn. Okay. Focus. All right. Sorry. You're pulling Jillian. I am tired of this. SNL lady. I'm so tired of this SNL lady. And the accent that she's using just to kind of be like the weird character again, it's like obnoxious. Like, that's not funny. You have, to, you have to listen to her say words for 90 minutes in this accent that she doesn't know how to do. Huh. Like I didn't realize that, because if they grew up together and they did all this childhood stuff, you wouldn't have that strong of an accent if you lived in the States since you were a kid. I mean, that's good. Yeah, you just unraveled this whole movie. Um, what are your thoughts on Kate McKinnon? Well, I don't, I've never seen her in anything before. Oh, you haven't seen her in SNL? You haven't no. seen You haven't, okay. seen, I guess you haven't seen the trailer for Ghostbusters? No. <laughs> okay. I'm with you, Sean. Mm-hmm. I think she's very, very funny in SNL. The reason why I don't like her in the movie I've seen her so far. I didn't. I didn't like her in Ghostbusters, and I didn't like her in this trailer, mainly because she has a good character, and then she hard mugs the entire time. It's too much. It's too much. It's way too much. Just bring it in a little bit, and I think I would enjoy her characters a lot more. But she's 
constantly mugging. And even in this trailer, she's kind of like breaking characters. At one point, she's like licking her lips and like she's so distracting. Yeah, I had especially in that Ghostbusters movie. Every scene she's in, I'm looking at her, even though she's supposed to be in the background of the scene. But she's like popping in the frame, like, look at me! Yeah. And it, I had the same problem with Jim Carrey when I was a kid, and everybody was like, Jim Carrey's the fucking shit. And for a while, I was like, I agree with you. Yeah. And then very soon, like, it took hold very quickly that I was like, motherfucker does one face the whole time. Like, that's not funny. Like that's a bummer. That's annoying. Yeah. And well, it's been it's been this way ever since with with like people that just kind of latch on to like I'm gonna be zany and silly. Yeah, I don't like it. And I, I want to preface this because I know you'll get hate on it. I do think she's really funny. I like her in SNL where mm. the mugging is more fit for that type of setup. Sure. I'm hoping, like you said, with Jim Carrey, she takes a Jim Carrey turn because once he started doing like Man on the Moon. The drama stuff. The Andy Kaufman. Mm. I feel like he found that balance. Yeah, when he was in the number 23. <laughs> All those <laughs> great. But I'm hoping mm. a similar thing would happen with Kate McKinnon, right. where she finds a balance. Okay, we talked about Jillian Bell. Mm. I feel like we're just going to dog her, too. Yep. It's probably so unnecessary. Let's, let's just skip. Mm. Well, I feel but like about, she's the one that jumps on the guy. Yeah. yeah. I feel, But I do feel bad that she does happen to be the one that's, like, five pounds overweight, and mm. that's going to be why. And it's, like you said, it's going to be... Or you said it's going to be bad for body image. Mm. Um, I, I do worry about that. Because everyone else is, like, really, really thin in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's not already a good balance of, like, average women's bodies. Because how, how old do you think they're all supposed to be in this movie? 20 at best. Twenties, twenty somethings. Oh, yeah. it looks so old to me. So maybe. <laughs> 40, 40, well, I 42. mean, yeah, that's Scarlett Johansson. Whatever. What about her? Any thoughts? Who cares what I think about Scarlett Johansson? Okay, well, let's talk about this. This is has been proclaimed as maybe just by us the white girl trip. Yes. Is that a fair criticism? Is it just a white girl trip? Do you feel like this movie has its own merits? Does this movie take away from Girls Trip, who has an all-African-American cast? Mm -hmm. Are they for sure in Vegas in Girls Trip? No, they're in New Orleans. Okay, that's what it looks like. We think this is more Very Bad Things than Girls Trip at this point. Is that the idea? Well, yes, it's like the females, Very Bad Things. Okay. But I don't think it's like the white Girls Trip. Okay. They seem so different to me. Like, they're going to different cities. They're going for different reasons. And, like, one lady's, like, just trying to get her groove back. And, like, this whole other movie is about hiding a stripper body. But the start of it is kind of like she's getting her groove back in terms of, like, she doesn't want to party. And yeah, the other girls boring. are trying to get her to party. Mm-hmm. That's kind of parallels with she Girl Trips, where she doesn't want to. Yeah, okay. But this lady's been in a relationship because she's getting engaged, and that's why she doesn't party. The other lady doesn't have that. She just doesn't. Free agent. Yeah, yeah um, she's been a free agent for two years. That's fair. Is it sexist to view this the two movies as the same just because it's two movies with casts of women? Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. Pro- probably. All right. If, if we said it... Probably. Probably. You're probably right. That should be our, like, barometer. test, yeah. Like, okay, I'm not sure. Is, is this sexist? Or not? Is this Wait, racist? And what was our opinion about say, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, then it's Definitely sexist. is. It's, that's really fucked up, actually. <laughs> At the end of this trailer, there's a lot of talk of HPV, the human papillova virus, if I recall. I don't know what that means. It's a thing that apparently everybody has. 
it's the STD that you can't get away from because it just it's like dormant in males, but like it will like cause cervical cancer in females or whatever. Like it has the potential to or whatever. And then they just think that everybody has it. Last time I went to go get like STD screen tested, they didn't yeah. even test me for it because they were like, you probably. You got it. You're alive. You have this. Yeah. To which I was like very disappointed and then also wanted to be like, well, I mean, thank you because you think I like crush way more ass than I actually do. But they they kind of claim that everybody has it. Do you think you have it? We are not talking about I'm just asking Devin. I have clumps of it, apparently. You have clumps of it? Um, Melissa, not where I thought you were going what STDs do you have? <laughs> Is that your top question? five. Name <laughs> your top five favorite STDs that you have. <laughs> Good topic, Sean. I'm yeah. trying things out. I just have my list, and like all I have to go off of on my list is this: group dance. Group. What if you killed someone? And I wrote down the the letters HPV. <laughs> That's all I had. You want to read it? Like that not was crying. What? That's no my crying. Way. And they don't seem to get um, like overly bickery, which I feel like is another stereotype. If you put females together. It's going to be a problem. Like, they're going to be arguing in the, in the entire time. I didn't really get a lot of that, other than what they're trying to, like, make a plan. But yeah. they don't seem like they're bickering about it. They, they seem like friends, at least. Mm -hmm. They got each other's back. Yeah. They want to help each other out. And we didn't get any, like, them fighting over, like, a man or anything. That's nice. If anything, they're trying to save a man. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's better. No. Uh -huh. What if they're witches and they're trying to, like, summon him? That'd be a good turn. That uh, would be a good turn, right? Yeah. I like that there was an allusion to cannibalism. Perhaps they eat him. Oh, where was that in the trailer? She did the, when the SNL chick was like, she, let me do an Australian accent here, like, oh, I can't eat him because I'm a vegan. That's how her voice sounds to me when she's doing this. It's like, as bad as that. So that was Rough Night. Should we rate this trailer? Let's. I'm going to go In Space with Zombies. That's right in the middle. I'm choosing that because it's an all-female cast, and nice. no one's crying, mm -hmm. and no one's brushing their teeth as far as we know yet. Was there a dinner scene in this movie? I know they're going to eat at some point. And they're going to do the know, dishes. Yeah, yeah. I know how I'm going to feel about that. Mm -hmm. And I would never see this movie. I think feel like I got the gist, and I feel like I'm okay with what I've seen. The things that you didn't like about the trailer, just bullet point versions are, or, or if that feels not reasonable the things that you wish it had to make it be like a like a lot just like i just don't i just like a bat like i've never been to a bachelor art party um i was like 100 years old in vegas like it just doesn't <laughs> feel like anything where i'm like oh yeah like i'm gonna be motivated by this or i'm gonna laugh during this or like it's not speaking to you it's not speaking to me directly what uh, if mm -hmm. they all were skateboarding through mm -hmm. las through vegas, vegas eating cotton candy. I mean, <laughs> would it be would it more, be more for favorable me? for you? Yeah, sure, okay. if it was more relatable. So that's me. the in space with zombies aspect. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Skateboards, cotton candy. That's a good general rule mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I am going to give this movie I Love Robots. Did not like yeah. it. There's nothing very inspiring about wanting to see it. Like, I feel like you get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah the only question is how do they get out of it? That's really what it, this trailer has going. Yeah. It's like, okay, you've set up this scenario where they've killed this stripper. Mm -hmm. How are they going to get out of it? I feel like that answer is not going to be satisfying. No. And I don't feel like I'm going to be able to make it through this runtime to even get to that answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to compare it to a girl's trip. Maybe because sexually they're both just girls and they're having a party. But maybe also just because the timing of both releases where... 
Yeah, they're it's both, the prestige and illusionist. It's the yeah, bug's life thing. So right. I can't help but compare the two. And when I do Girl Trips, I'm so excited about seeing, watching the trailer again. I was pumped up. It had the music. They had the dancing, and it made me laugh. It was a it was a comedy first. This one, I'm confused. I guess it's supposed to be a comedy, but I did not laugh at anything. It's a, it's a black comedy. It's a black comedy, but it's a white comedy. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's kind do you of played get me? out. Like, jokes are a little bit played out mm-hmm. more so than a lady peeing on people. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in agreement. The girls' trip does have some whack-ass jokes, but somehow... Oh, that's not one of them. That's one of the best ones. (laughs) (laughs) But we've seen, like, pee humor and that sort of stuff. But those ladies somehow carry every scene they're in to make it funny. This cast, I don't have the same faith in as much as the girls' trip. You think everybody's going to be kind of running and gunning and mugging for themselves and trying to get in the funniest joke, and it's not going to feel like an ensemble, like, group of friends? like right type of feel exactly yeah I got the same fears yeah what do you rate this it doesn't do nothing for me I can't in space with zombies it even in good conscience because I'd be taking apart the whole movie and building it from scratch I don't think that constitutes that so I'm gonna say I love robots but I really love girls trip and I really don't love rough night and we will I guess we'll be proven happy to be proven wrong Here's the question. I feel like, to me at least, it's obvious Girls Trip is the funniest, funnier, better movie. But box office-wise, then it gets tricky. Then you got to bring race into the equation. Do you think, thanks to Moonlight, thanks to Get Out, thanks to Fences, that uh, you thought I wasn't going to pull that one? <laughs> I, fucking, I know, I know. That there's a little more white acceptance of like, let's go to see the black movie. Why the yeah. fuck not? than mm-hmm. there usually is. Like, now in the atmosphere, it's, like, a little more, like, you don't have to, like, pull grandpa. You can just be like, Let's, we're just going to do this. Like, yeah. Or no. I mean, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. The the other worry I have is Rough Night comes out June 16th. Girls Trip, July 21st. Mm-hmm. So another fear is that people go see Rough Night first. And they go, no. Nope. Realize it sucks. Or maybe they even like it. But they're not going to want to go see Girl Trip again. Right? It's like, it's it's too similar. We saw that movie. I can't justify going to theater again for a similar movie. Well, and and to, like, maybe underscore that point, like, I went with the homies the other night to watch Baywatch, Mm -hmm. and, like, we walked out and we were like, Chips was better. Yeah. So, like, the immediate, like, dumb, dumb monkey brain goes like, oh, yeah, I just saw this before. Oh, yeah, what was my assessment of that? And then rated against that, which is, like... Not fair to movie per movie, but the Baywatch. We all suck. use that to compare. It's like when you date people too close together, you're like, well, this person does this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Melissa, before we wrap up, yeah, you stated at the top of the podcast, do not go see movies. Right. Did these trailers sell you on a trip? To the movie Definitely theater? not. No. But do you guys understand my sentiment? Like, I went on a date once and I, we got chocolate cake. You guys know I don't like chocolate cake. And mm-hmm. I, like, let this happen. And he left thinking I like the same things that he liked. And it was like, why am I doing this? Why am I not just being put my foot me? Yeah. Like, why am I trying to put this best version of myself out there? Like, a, a, trying to portray yeah. a person who likes chocolate cake. And that's not me. And then... The movie is like our relationship, and it's a very slow, terrible review where you, of human nature. Why do you want that? You don't like the chocolate cake. I don't like the chocolate cake. You want the white cake. I was like a resume. We got a great resume. We got great 
dating app profile. Mm. I don't want to dive into that anymore. Mm. Let's just keep it like that. So from my understanding of what you said, you don't want to go see Girls Trip because it's the chocolate trip cake. <laughs> oh, right. And you want to see Rough Night because it's the white cake. Right. Got it. Melissa, uh, thanks for being on. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Your um, xenophobia, your racism, your uh, <laughs> and, uh, misogyny? Um, I'd like to see uh, movie goals for the future. Maybe I'll see a movie if uh, we can get some main male characters to cry. Yeah. yeah. Let's get that going. Cool. Maybe. Hollywood, let's get Melissa to the theaters. Yeah. Let's make uh, Channing Tatum cry. That'd so, be great. And I want the female to be strong and be like, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah, shut up, Channing Tatum. Stop crying. Why are we all crying over dudes all the time? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, no one's ever cried over me. Well, just for you, Melissa, I'm going to make sure to cry more in my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help make him do that by being really mean to him. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, babies. Indeed. That was rough night. And that's the episode. Thank you so much for having me. Whoa, you're still here. Yeah, this is... goddamn, you're supposed to be gone. <laughs> this is kind of weird. It's like a believe the money on I the nightstand kind of situation. Day. Melissa, I feel like I should apologize uh-huh. to you specifically for that last trailer where I may have implied that you were racist. Where we may have implied that you were wearing a black dress, where you were indeed it's wearing a blue dress. definitely blue now that I look at it. also feel like I should apologize to all of our fans across the world that I'm not a murderer. That you're not a murderer? I'm like, not a murderer. You, you aspire to be one? I'm not. I don't want to do that serial killer thing I talked about you're for You're thinking too long. about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this let's is, not get into yeah. it. I've already... Listen, Marissa. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> Last episode, I defended Michael Jackson. <laughs> this episode. This episode. You're defending murder. I may say that I may be a serial killer. You make it look that way for sure. Definitely, there's definitely a look I'm giving off. Mm-hmm. Next episode, who knows? Uh, Maybe I'll turn a corner here. Yeah, your arc is due for a flip. It's about time that I'm the villain. I feel like for a long while we've kind of been white guilting you. Mm. I never feel like the villain. I always feel like I'm the good guy. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is what makes me more of the villain. Yeah, that's definitely a villain yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Huh? When I poison all of your drinking water, I will feel like the hero of the situation because I got rid of all you shitheads. Like, that'll be the thing. Girl, you poison. <laughs> you know the dance to that? Should we do no, it right now? I love that song. That's the, Everyone... Tweet, Facebook, what song movie babies should invent a dance to? It's got to be that song. I have, my history with that song is, I mean, it's the same as yours, except for this one episode where I was in Mel's Diner in Los Angeles at, like, fuck o'clock at night with a homeboy, and that song came on the jukebox. Yeah. And three transgender hookers, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. That's my assessment of the situation. What Could I have been wrong? Probably. Likely. But... Was that how it struck me? Yes. Uh, They walked in right to the downbeat of that song, and it Mm -hmm. couldn't have been a cooler thing to witness. You think we can top that? I I don't think so. No. I think we can pale in comparison to that. Yeah, it's more like a tribute to that trio. It's a tribute to that trio. They were on a girl's trip to go get some eggs and bacon, (laughs) and uh, I want to salute that. (laughs) Because... Gone, girl. We're still talking about this. No one else dances to things. How many times? It, what's all the teen movies? And they come out and they have a dance at the prom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone laughs because it's so unrealistic. And mm-hmm. now you want to see more of that? 
No, I think we just want to do it. I think that's. I think we just want to do it. It's just a life ambition. We'll get. We'll set up some sort of pledge goal mm-hmm. to like give the movie babies to do this or not to do it. Maybe yeah. more likely. I think we've just seen too much Fresh Prince in our lives. Yeah. We just want to live. We just want to live that. Fresh Prince of Bellingham. That's my new name. <laughs> I'll call you that. See how well that goes over. <laughs> uh, well. To catch more Movie Babies, we have our own website at www.moviebabies.com. If you leave a review for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, we will shout you out on the air. I don't know how motivating that is, but we'll do it. We will do it, and you won't like it, but it'll happen. It will happen. And we can't take it back, because the internet is forever. Podcasting is forever. It'll never go away. That's a mark on your permanent record. Well, Sean, I should ask you this. Mm -hmm. When you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... I'm going to throw that to Melissa. Melissa, when you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... But you have time to listen to a one-hour podcast? I mean, yeah, that's what the actual thing is. She nailed it. That's the movie, babies.